0: Hello and welcome everyone to Episode 17 of the Official Gears Podcast where we're talking everything from mouse ears to butterbeers. I am Brian and as always I'm here with my co-host Alan and we are the guys at Years of Experience or the Gears. Thank you for tuning in and listening as we begin our brand new Travel With series. Alan, how are you?
1: I'm really good, but why are you monotone tonight? Are you tired? I don't know. I <laughs> <laughs> was just like, this is so not your normal energy. Do you want to try that No. I don't know.
0: No, I'm good. I don't know. Okay. I was just, I guess I'm <laughs> leaning closer to the mic, so just I didn't d- want to didn't know to if you needed a loud. shot of
1: caffeine or something first. All right. No, you're good. I'm no, slight. I've got my Mellow Yellow. I'm good. Okay. Uh, All right. All right. <laughs> All right. We'll just skip that. I'm doing great. How about Hate you? Leave it. Leave it. Like, yeah. I'm good. How? Uh, what? Uh, yeah, I'm doing great. It's was a great weekend. We had nice weather and uh, I didn't get out of the house much, but it was beautiful. So it was fun. <laughs> um, all right. So as your mouse experts, we're here to help answer all your Disney and Universal destination questions and help you prepare for your next vacation. Now, if you missed it on our last episode, we actually talked about what is a mouse expert and why should you want one? Uh, if you missed that episode, there's a lot of great information in there. So please go back and check it out. And on this episode, uh, we're going to do like we often do, um, highlight another one of our mouse experts that's joining us. So we have our special guest on this episode to talk about traveling with small children, and we have Jody Riesdorf with us. Hey, how's it
2: going, Jody? Hey, how's it going, guys?
1: Good, good. good. Glad you could join us.
2: It's good to be here. Can't <laughs> it's my first podcast.
1: It, that's great. It was ours too a few episodes back, so it's okay. <laughs> So uh, thanks for joining us. and said we, you are a fellow mouse expert with us, um, so yes. we always enjoy chatting with you. Uh, and where are you from? Can you tell listeners where you're from.
2: Um, I live in Salem, Iowa, which nobody's probably heard about. It's a teeny tiny town in southeast Iowa, but we love it here. Nice.
1: Lots of cows I've out there, I've never heard right? of it.
2: It's, um, what was that? Lots of cows out there. Yes, we have lots of cows, but we're number one pork state. So, oh, more there you pigs go. and cows. Okay. And our little town is like, um, they're little, it's like, it's way tiny. Like, I want to say like 400 people, if that oh, wow. 400, like small, small, small. Um, and don't quote me on that. That could be wrong.
1: <laughs> <laughs> not going to hold you
2: to it. So, if anybody from Salem's light? listening to this, we do not. There's. <laughs> two stop signs maybe there's probably more than two. Stops. there's like one major stop sign but anyway it was a major stop like its claim is it was a major stop on the Underground Railroad so there's like a house here that you can go and tour and they give you all the information about the Underground Railroad so it's kind of cool that's yeah
0: cool, cool. was it um do they know who owned it the house
2: um they call it the Llewellyn House, so I'm guessing that's the name that owned it, but I did take the tour, but it was like two years ago, so I don't remember. I remember going in and my biggest like um wow was they hid the people under the floor, like they had this trapdoor and you and I'm thinking, okay, you know, like there's this big room down under, no, it's like this wallowed out like I don't know maybe four foot by six foot and hardly deep at all really? and I'm like oh my gosh that's really like how did they stay quiet yeah yeah <laughs> it's,
1: it's crazy um uh, but that's there's, a pretty cool piece of history there's a, there's a
0: movie that um I think it's called Harriet that just came out on uh mm-hmm. DVD that I, I want to see uh and it talks yeah like the I remember that yeah so.
2: But yeah, mm-hmm. they like they tell you how it all went down. It was just like, oh my gosh, I can't imagine. But, so yeah, that's our little town's claim to fame.
0: Cool. Very cool. How long have you been in Um, Since
2: 2017. I joined in July. And um, yeah, July, I've been to three conferences. So yeah, three years. Seems nice. a lot longer, but only three years.
0: No, it's it's.
1: Flavorful. We were all right at about that same time, 2016, 2017. Yeah, but a lot of us came in then. Yeah, uh, and where did you, your love of Disney come from?
2: Um, I always loved the Disney movies, but like as far as Disney World, Disneyland, I went to Disneyland when I was fifteen. But then my like love for planning and doing all this came from taking my firstborn for his first trip. So we love that. He was three at the time.
0: He just gotta hear that, didn't he?
2: That was my little one. He lost all his Uh curls and I'm still not over it. (laughs) (laughs) Don't bring it up, Brian.
1: (laughs) I Uh, want to glue him
2: back on. There's
1: pictures on Facebook we can see. It's cute, it's a good cut. Um, So uh, what do you find being, what do you find is the most rewarding thing about being a mouse expert?
2: Um, let's see, I guess just helping people find the magic, because the whole reason I became a mouse expert was after going, I would come back and talk to people about their trips and they're like, it's the worst trip I've ever taken. Like, no, I was like, how can you go to Disney and have the worst trip ever? Like, that's not possible. Yeah. And they're like, we stood in line for six hours. We only got to ride three rides the whole day. I'm like, no, 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 no.
1: <laughs> yeah. Let me fix that for you. Let's do it. Yeah, too. so I'm like,
2: yeah. I got to do something. Yeah. So yeah, one of my friends was selling from, with ears from one of my friends from high school. So I talked to her about it and then joined on.
1: Nice. Would that be Kathy? Mm-hmm.
2: It wasn't. She joined on because of me. Oh, okay, okay. That's
1: right, sister-in-law.
2: Yeah. Um, But the girl that, her name was Stephanie, it was Hedrick, uh, it's Lancaster now. Do you guys know her? She actually just stopped doing it this past year. She didn't renew her contract, so she's been sending me all her repeat clients. I was like... Oh, nice. That's nice, yeah. Very cool. So, yeah, she's real sweet. Well, good.
1: We're glad to have you. Alan
0: and I, we talk about that all the time, about how it's always something magical going on or something special. And, you know, you hear the stories of people talk about how they just didn't have a good experience. We, we just, we don't, we, we, we. I guess I get it, but I always think that there's just something magical about it. There's nothing bad. There's nothing ugly. There's nothing um, that I, I can't take away where I, I have a really good time. I can Overlook the crowds, you know, because I understand it. Um, but yeah, the, the stories that people tell sometimes, I'm just like you, Joey, where I'm like, "How how did you miss out on this part though? Like, you know, the yeah. character interactions, the you know, the the meals, just all the little extra stuff. I'm like, how did you not catch it? So and because they didn't know is, I was um, expert. That's usually why. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's usually usually why. But yeah. Jody, what is the most often question you get asked when you're approached by somebody who wants to go to Disney?
2: Mm, let's see. There is well, there's the like always the one of what's the best time of year to go, um, and where to stay. But I think the most shocking to kind of twist your question, <laughs> <laughs> the most shocking question I get is. How much do fast passes cost? Yes. And I'm like, yeah. what? Yeah. You definitely need me.
1: Exactly. <laughs> if that's one of your first questions, you definitely need a mouse expert. Yes. Yeah.
2: yeah. I'm like, they're free, they don't cost.
0: Yeah. yeah. So, our last episode, Alan and I talked about everything we do to prepare people for planning a vacation. And we brought that up about how often people come to us and say, we want to make sure we, we add the fast passes to our vacation
2: mm-hmm. and we're
0: kind of like, okay, yeah, we can do that. That's completely We'll yeah. we'll even take care of that yeah. and pay for it, you know, for you, you know, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> they, they don't understand. Yeah. So um, we get, we, we get that a lot too. So yeah. what is the best piece of advice that you give travelers?
2: Um, well, having the small children, my piece of advice is get a park opening be there early and try to get as much of your stuff in the beginning of the day that way you're not pushing your little kids through the heat in the afternoon and if they have to nap and go back and so yeah getting there early and having a plan like no matter if you stick to the plan exactly or not just have it
1: gotta have a plan yep gotta have a plan um, are you currently working on anything secretly to be able to assist your clients better? Anything you well, if I told
2: you it wouldn't be yet? a secret, would it?
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe just things you haven't maybe announced yet or anything like that. Do you have any little special projects you're working on?
2: Um, Not really. I'm always just trying to more streamline everything I have. And I'm going to spill one of my little bad habit secrets is um. Being like, oh, yeah, and don't forget this, and don't forget this. So just like the little tips, not the majors, because, of course, that's all streamlined in our tips and tricks, but just little things. So I'm, I want to get all that in one spot. So I'm not, oh, yeah, and this. There's so a lot yeah. to
0: think about. There's so many things.
1: Mm. That's part of the fun, though.
2: Yeah, I yeah, always think cool. about them after I hit the send button too. It's like, send, okay, I'm done. Oh, and then it's oh, like, okay. oh, wait, you'll really like Have this a good little trip. tip. Yeah. <laughs> Have a good
0: trip. Oh, by the way, oh, by the way, don't forget this. Right. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. Jody, one thing we do on every episode is we just kind of go through um, some recent news that Universal or Disney has um, released since our last episode. And uh, before we get started... Uh, we got a little bit of sad news from I guess we can call him a Disney alum. Um he's appeared in I'm several Disney yeah. Disney yeah, Disney movies. Um, but the passing of Chadwick Bozeman, um, very sad, very tragic. And um I I knew a lot of the stories about how he was as a person, but I guess I didn't realize how big of an impact he was making on people. Um I mean, the whole Black Panther, um, African-American, super, you know, superhero, um, taking that out of, con- like, taking that out of, away from him. He was doing so much outside to help kids and um, charities and organizations. It was just shocking to me to see how much other stuff he was really doing outside that we didn't know about, or I didn't know about anyway.
1: So. Yeah. So it just kind of added to the the reason that he was such a great, fit for that role because, um, even not acting, he kind of exemplified a lot of what that role was in my opinion. So yeah. Um, 43 years old to cancer. Um, uh, so he had the similar cancer that my grandmother passed away from. And I, um, tell everybody cancer is, you know, a horrible thing. And if you have a family history, uh, make sure you get tested, tested often, follow up with that. Um, You know certain types of cancer are worse than others and colon one is really not one of the greatest ones Um, Yeah, but but my grandmother uh, passed to colon cancer as well. So Check if you have family history, you know, get tested find out uh, because early detection always important when it comes to the big C That's my little soapbox for that one (laughs) Another one gone too uh... soon
2: Yeah,
0: yeah, and, and I I, I think that too. But then there's often times where not just with him but with other people, I think, especially with the world right now, it's it's almost like we didn't deserve somebody like him to be on the you know, to be on this earth. Like he was, he was too good to be here right now. Um, I mean to just to see that he he filmed three movies while he had stage three cancer. Like that takes some courage and some strength that I don't think we could realize um so i mean he plays one of my favorite roles and you know he plays jackie robinson in the movie 42 and just does an unbelievable job with it uh he has he shows strength with that character his intensity with the character i mean it's just he does an unbelievable performance in that movie so anybody that loves baseball or loves sports or jackie robinson that's definitely one to look at but i mean just the way he went about his life and like I said, didn't doing three movies with stage three cancer is just unbelievable. Yeah.
2: So, yeah. That 42 is one I want to see. I haven't seen that yet.
0: I love it. Um, we got some good news as well. Um, I ran across a story that I'm glad to see that they're continuing on. And um, back, I guess it was sometime late last year in 2019, they released a story that, they were going to connect a train from orlando international airport to walt disney world i think it's actually supposed to go all the way to tampa Um, but they're going to make a stop at uh, walt disney world and i saw where brightline trains has picked up the contract and plans to continue the project and will be starting uh hopefully starting to drop passengers off at walt disney world in 2022 so another option to get back and forth from the airport, other than the uh, uh, Disney Express, which um, Magical Express, which you know, it, we know takes about three hours, you know, prior to your plane. So if the train is a little bit of ride and saves you some time, you know, it's a really good option.
1: So. Um, yes, I think this is good news. This is where I'm going to be a little bit of a downer. Um, just <laughs> that I worked at Disney. For so long ago and these things came up, there's always been, oh, we're gonna do a high-speed train, oh, we're gonna do a maglev, oh, we're gonna do a monorail, you know, from the airport to um, Disney. And it tends to fall apart when the, the stops are along International Drive because unfortunately, with I totally understand, Disney doesn't want to compete with the hotel's International Drive. They want to have people on property. So for years, there have been a lot of these things coming up and going on. Um, the good positive of this is Brightline trains are already running through a good portion of um, the Northeast part of Orlando, down through there. and the um, I believe the train station at the airport is actually ready for trains if it's not already accepting trains. So that portion is already done and they are extending Brightline through to Tampa, like you said. Um, so it is going to go down the I four corridor. It is going to pass by Disney. Um, you know, I, I just want—I kind of want that to happen. there have been talking about a train for a long time. I think it's a great story, and I just hope this one actually comes to fruition. Is, I guess the point I want to make.
0: Hopeful. I'd like this to week. know where it's going. I just want to know where it's going to
1: stop. Like, yeah, originally they had said that they, with all the other stories, they wanted to connect it like to TTC because it would be easy enough to expand mm-hmm. a platform in that area and you know it's kind of central um i don't think ttc is where this is supposed to go um so it'll probably be another station somewhere i don't know would be interesting if it was near disney springs um that would make a lot of sense but yeah we'll uh, we'll continue to follow this one and get some more details as they come out but i'm very hopeful that this actually happens because i think it's you know another good option i've always um i've traveled to europe and i've um, done Eurostar in Europe and. I'm a transport guy. I love, you know, flights and trains. And um, I think, you know, as large as our country is, it's really hard to believe we don't have some sort of high-speed rail, you know, through our country yet. It's just small, tiny quarters. So anytime that expands, I'm all for it. So looking forward to more of
2: that. I read read an article that back in April, they were 30% done with it. Now, what I don't know is if that meant... 30% done as going to Disney or just 30% done total.
1: Yeah. There's a whole lot that goes into those. There's, you know, which rails are they going to use? Are they um, using rails? that's also used by freight trains and then you have to schedule times. And there's a whole lot of things that go into putting in a new train line, whether it's all new tracks and if it is new tracks, where are they going to go and who's going to give the land up. And uh, you know, once you start connecting an interstate, facility. Like there's a lot of red tape that goes into it. Um, but they've been moving this along for several years now. Uh, and Brightline trains are running now. So progress is being made and that's all good.
0: Yeah. And imagine once it hits Disney property, I imagine Disney has to pay for it as far as where it's going to run and stuff. So that's, that's probably a big part of it.
1: Well, granting easements to let it onto Disney property, they're probably paying for a lot of the station on Disney property. Um, yeah, so there, there's that also goes into the negotiations as well, which is why Black Disney doesn't want to necessarily pay if it's going to stop yeah. an international drive and everybody goes there because they kind of learned that lesson with Paris. You know, Paris, you could literally get on the train from Paris Disneyland and be in, you know, downtown Paris in a short period of time. So people weren't paying the uh, deluxe accommodations at Paris Disneyland when you could go right into Paris with a view of the Eiffel Tower for a lot less. A short train right. ride, so there's a lot of that kind of stuff that kind of comes around with these. But I, I'm looking forward to it. I hope that continues on. I would love to see it.
0: Is it an, is it an elevated train or is it just a standard train? It is a standard,
1: is a standard train standard track that's running through. Yeah, that's running through Orlando now.
0: So they, they should just have it elevated, so that way it doesn't stop. It just continuously just goes, kind of like a monorail. I mean, yeah, just take the yeah, monorail, just like the monorail. Out there.
1: <laughs> if the monorails were Disney not so point, expensive to operate, they that's the <laughs> great idea.
0: Well if they ran functionally all the time too, but <laughs>
1: well, they yeah. are ten years past their lifespan. The current monorail, yeah. so there is that. The
0: <laughs> uh, Disney at one point too had property uh, over by the contemporary to uh, have an airport, so maybe that maybe they just go that route. Oh. That would be Yeah, good. So
1: that airport was there. <laughs> um, it's mm-hmm. as you go in the entrance. If you're going into the Magic Kingdom down the main road, just as you go past the toll plaza on the right-hand side, usually now you'll see, um, construction trucks and things in that area over off to the right where the runway is. Um, the runway has been there for a long time. It was used a couple of times in the very beginning, um, as Walt Disney World was under construction, um, like Walt could actually fly in before everything got going. Um, and it's been used as like bus training areas for the, the bus drivers to go out. And, um, they put out training routes and train drivers and Um, It's been used as staging areas for um, construction, but that area is still there. It just didn't have any buildings or anything.
0: Just just put a 747 on and Let's go.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, the queen of the skies. They're almost gone too now. (laughs) Yeah, they are. Horrible. All right. Um, So moving on, we've got a couple other things to talk about. So one of them is um, the governor of Florida did give the green light for local theme parks to increase attendance as they're ready to do so. So good news is that means obviously the parks are doing something right. Um, You know, we're still a month or more into um, the parks being open. There has not been any big backlash or traceable um, connection to outbreaks at any of the parks. So that's good things. And you know, as the, the parks are getting the green light to increase their attendance, that's great for all the parks because that means revenue can go up, and hopefully we can bring back more cast members and more um, attractions or, or things that are not currently operating at the moment, some shops, um, restaurants, things like that. So that's all good news as well. You know, nope, they haven't said they're going to increase yet, but they all now have a green light from the state of Florida. So good news, good step in that direction right there as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I actually Judy, on. Oh, sorry. I was, was going to say, I was actually on um, the park reservation system today and this upcoming weekend, Labor Day weekend, uh, is the only weekend that has all parks uh, completely sold out for Saturday and Sunday.
2: Wow. And
0: uh, it's the first time I've seen that. Um, and then Labor Day, I had, I think, every park available except Magic Kingdom and Hollywood Studios. Um but it was kind of nice to see finally all the parks sold out for a weekend. Yeah. Uh, I, I know attendance is slowly crept up. Um, the wait lines have gotten a little bit longer, but I see as I think as school, uh, comes back, you know, for Florida residents, I think a lot of that will start to trickle down again. Um, yeah. but you know, we'll see if they're planning on increasing attendance and they, um, must anticipate, you know, more more people coming. So,
1: exactly. Good news. Good news. Yep. And Jody has one other piece of information for us, don't you, Jody?
2: I do. It's the first time that they're going to let uh, customer or costumes during regular business hours. Halloween costumes. So, since they're not having the Halloween party, which is a huge bummer, but mm. understandable. Um, they're letting people wear their Halloween costumes during regular hours, but um, yeah. And they're having the costumes on the characters on the horse, uh, like horse-drawn like trolleys and the different types of vehicles that go down Main Street. So that'll be cool to see.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of times when we go for the holidays that um, like during the day, many of the characters will be out in kind of their Halloween costume, but um, Mickey's not so scary. Sometimes they were different costumes. They were much more, but many more of the characters were in more elaborate costumes. And um, especially at Mickey's Not So Scary, you often got to see characters that you don't normally see in the parks very often. Um, More of the villains are definitely there. Um, Sometimes in the parades, you would see the hitchhiking ghosts from the Haunted Mansion, which you never see them in the park ever, except for like the um, party nights and things like that. So um, that's pretty cool to have the characters in the parks in their costumes. Um, you know, and the the idea between not wearing costumes unless it's a party night is that um, sometimes people cosplay and get really elaborate costumes, and so it gets difficult for guests to discern between a guest and a character from Disney, and so that sometimes is an issue. Um, but yeah, this is a pretty cool cool thing that you know, from September 15th through Halloween, if you want to go to the Magic Kingdom and wear a Halloween costume. Uh, they're going to let you do that. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, I think that gives an opportunity for some great uh, memory yeah, maker photos. If, mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I wonder if they'll have the special memory maker like they do at the Halloween parties. Do you think they'll do that?
0: So my take is, the, I, I they're taking away the Halloween parties, or they've ta- they are have already taken it away. I think they're going to try to bring a lot of that back through the regular day. So it wouldn't surprise mm-hmm. me if you see the Headless Horseman during one of those daytime parades because it's unannounced. Um, yeah, the, the hitchhiking ghost. Yeah, like it, it wouldn't shock me to kind of see them sneak some of that Halloween magic into their daily routine. Um, they've already planned for it. I mean, they've had these parties planned for months. Mm-hmm. Um, so now they've just got to tweak the plans a little bit and put it in the daytime. It's not going to be as scary or not so scary I guess because it's going to be during the daytime and not at night but it's still going to be really cool to see some of those characters if, if they do it see some of those characters that you don't get to see um, again you won't be able to go up and take pictures or anything like that with them but um, you'll get to see them I imagine they will still have the magic shots um, yeah. because that's just practices long
1: distance selfies getting yeah. good get things in the background Uh-oh. yeah
0: um, so I, I think we'll still have a lot of that Halloween party feel, it's just going to be in there in the daytime. My question is, what are they going to do about the mask re- uh, mandate?
2: So there's, I know, the I know,
0: I know they don't allow the adults to wear masks. Correct. But if you're requiring them to wear masks to get in the park, does my Kylo Ren mask work? No, I think, is that qualified as a? <laughs>
1: no, it does not. They will no. not allow an adult to wear a full face mask. And children can wear um, masks, but they they need to be able to breathe comfortably and their eyes. Things yeah. be visible. Um, but they're not taking away the current COVID uh, mask requirement. So coordinate right. your and mask to your costume, and you'll be good to go.
2: Yeah, especially yeah. some of the Disney ones that have like the character face. Mm-hmm. That would be cool to do. I yeah,
0: I imagine. was thinking about that. Uh-huh. You know, during the Halloween party, we, we've had masks on and or the kids have had masks on and, and they've gotten hot at night wearing those costume masks. I couldn't imagine them walking around in the, the heat of, of summer. you know, a regular October. Yeah.
1: Because um, it's of still those fairly boys, hot so. in October in Orlando. Yeah. 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 So, I was thinking, though, you know, Brian and I might have to come up with something. We're going to be
0: podcast hosts.
2: You guys are good at <laughs> costumes. You totally need to dress, dress up, up <laughs> as a
0: podcast host.
2: <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. I expect to see better costumes than that.
1: <laughs> it's, it's an open, in the bar it's open door hard. now. Open door now. Magic Kingdom in October.
2: Maybe Let not Olaf happens. and Kristoff. That might be a little too warm. But yeah. I yeah, I don't faith. want
0: to dress as a newsie again. That was too much. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> I have faith you can do it. You can come up with something good.
0: I still have my Mad Hatter hat, but I don't know.
2: I'm
1: not dressing as Alice. Sorry, <laughs> not happening. Not happening.
0: Joni, you ready for some rapid fire questions?
2: No, I'm not.
1: Um, <laughs> the
0: listeners need to get to know who you are, so.
2: Oh my gosh! Uh, every
0: Sorry. episode, when we bring a guest on for the first time, Alan and I go through rapid fire questions. Um, just 10 questions that we're going to read to you. I'll read them. Alan's going to time you. Um, just give us so the no first pressure. thing that comes. No, no pressure, no pressure. <laughs> not at all. Um, although summer, she still owns the record with 43 seconds and she will rub it in your face. If she gets a chance that she's still. <laughs> shaking, so. Yeah. Well, um, I
2: don't see me taking the title away. So
1: <laughs> We have faith. You, you can get close. You, if you, you can do you're it. You're going to get close. You're going to do it.
2: Okay.
0: Just Let me get in the zone the first here. Thing. Name the first thing that comes to mind. mind. I'm going to read the first question and then Alan will start the timer after that. So you just let us know when you're ready.
2: Okay, I'm as ready as I'll ever be.
0: (laughs) All right. Alan, you ready?
1: I'm ready. Finger on the button.
0: Okay. Favorite attraction at Walt Disney World? Big Thunder Mountain. Mickey ice cream bar or ice cream sandwich? Ice cream bar. Favorite resort?
2: Grand Floridian.
0: Funniest character to meet?
2: Ooh, uh, Tigger.
0: People would be surprised to know that you have not done this at a Disney park.
2: Ridden Flight of Passage.
0: Best Disney soundtrack?
2: Oh, Happily Ever After.
0: Marvel Universe or Star Wars?
2: Uh, Star Wars.
0: Disney villain you could become friends with?
2: Um, Gaston?
0: Oswald or Steamboat Willie? Steamboat Willie. Before your vacation is over, you must.
2: Uh, eat at Crystal Palace.
1: Wow. Not bad. Not so bad. you were actually pretty close. You were at 50 seconds. Ugh. Less than a minute. Oh. Seven seconds off. Seven seconds off. Oh, I, I, I had you. Yeah, for a couple seconds there, I thought you were going to get really, really close, if not get her. Yeah, fifty seconds.
0: So, Good job. I'm just going to keep saying. I like, can just say every time I read, before your, your vacation is over, you must you know blank. Josh, I think still has the best answer. Yes, when he said you got to you got to check out. Oh jeez.
2: <laughs> well, technically, check, out. And, check out. Right,
0: I mean, so
1: we got what? Check out, um, uh, eat a Dole Whip, and book your next vacation. Yeah, book your
2: vex. That's, that's a good one.
1: Questions.
2: Yeah. Answers we've had. Yeah, that cool. that's probably the question that cost me my seven seconds, too.
1: <laughs> well, the villain you want to become friends with. Gaston yeah, is a popular one that people want to become well,
2: friends with. And and I'll be honest, I picked Gaston because we talked about him earlier. I really couldn't think of any. <laughs> <laughs> Michael no
1: said
0: um Michael said Corilla the villain." we asked mouth. him why he said we. Well, well, he, she reminds me of my wife.
2: Oh, my goodness. <laughs> like,
0: She's not going to listen to this, right?
2: Oh, my goodness. Uh, that
1: was pretty,
0: so, pretty right, fun. So well, I bet I, he, had to
2: sleep, he had to sleep in the Dalmatian doghouse after that, <laughs> I'm sure.
0: <laughs> Alan and I know one of your reasons why you have not written Flight of Passage. Correct. Because you were pregnant at that time when we were with yes. you. Um, and
2: you were kind enough to ride Navi River with me.
0: Yeah, that's, that'll never happen again, by the way. Um, <laughs> me,
2: maybe me either. It's not one of my favorite either. So.
0: so, but why haven't you had a chance to do it since then?
2: Um, Let's see, this last time I was there, I didn't make it to Animal, animal Kingdom. It was at conference. Um, and my little guide well, I have an 8-year-old and a 2-year-old and my 8-year-old does not like big rides. So, we kind of just always cater to what he wants to do and we just never have made it. My husband has ridden it because this I actually went twice while I was pregnant. So, he rode it while I took the kids on Navi River <laughs> again. <laughs> um not next but yeah. Time. Next-
0: Next time you got to stay, it's mama's turn.
2: I know. Right. I'm like, see, I'll, I'll get there. I'll get it done. The lines might be shorter by the time I get
0: there. <laughs> you're, you're going real soon, aren't you?
2: We are planning to go in October so far. Fingers crossed that actually happens. And none of this COVID stuff messes up our trip. So yeah.
1: That's one of the things Fingers we talk about. It's, it's a little tougher when you have to fly as opposed to drive. You know, yeah. some more things to consider. But yeah, looking forward to it. Yeah. yeah. So let's go ahead and move on to uh, the whole big part of our show for this episode. Uh, is we want to talk about traveling with small children and things you can consider uh, or to consider when planning your vacation with small children, and that is one of the reasons we had Jody on the show because Jody's travel. With her two-year-old and her eight-year-old, uh, and you traveled when your eight-year-old, you said, was three. I think was the first time you took him. Yep. yep. So you've had some experience. I know. Um, uh, what about almost two years ago now, you were down with conference with us, and your two-year-old was just a newberry, uh, just a new one, fresh out, and you were down there with yep. us too. So you had that experience of traveling with small children. That's one of the reasons we wanted to bring you on for this episode. Yes. So we're going to ask you some fun questions about traveling with those small ones.
2: Those little littles. Oh, bring them on.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so when you go to travel, what do you look for in a resort? what What is something that's important to you when you're traveling with littles?
2: Um, closeness to the parks. Um, and of course, it all like kind of depends on how your kids are and how they deal with situations and like only, you know, your kids. So as a travel agent, you kind of just steer them in the right direction, but only, you know, your kids. So, um, like with my kids, it's closeness to the parks. So we're not dragging strollers on buses and waiting and on buses and all that. And, um, and transportation the buses and because if you have a stroller it's easier to to just like roll it on the monorail and go back to your resort than Mm -hmm. fold it up get the kid out especially if they're sleeping yeah and all the crap you put underneath the stroller (laughs) for the kids (laughs) you have to drag all that out yeah and fold it up if you're getting on a boat or bus or whatever um so, yeah, it's it's transportation and closeness to the parks. And that's what we look for. Because we so still say, go back uh-huh. for naps. Hmm. We still go back for naps. So I know a lot of kids don't. But my kids are nap takers, even at Disney. Long after they were not nap takers at home, they're nap takers at Disney.
1: It takes a lot out of you. Brian <laughs> and I talked in the last episode. There's times I'd like to go back and take a nap in the middle of the day. Uh, yeah. Plus, it's hotter the in together. the afternoon, so exactly like,
2: more crowded usually. So,
0: I don't. I don't so, usually leave the park. I just ride the the uh, people mover or the uh, carousel progress. So,
2: yeah, <laughs> it's
1: brian's nap time. <laughs> is the carousel <laughs> progress or
2: catch a show? <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> would you say in traveling um, with much littler children like that, when you're dealing with a stroller, would you say that the extra money for a moderate resort? Um, is something you seriously have to consider or should it, like, does it make a huge difference? Like, hands down, even if it's more, it's worth doing. What would you say about
2: totally. that? Totally, in our experience, yes, totally. Um, well, like for our instance, when we the first year we took our three-year-old, we stayed at the Contemporary so you can walk to Magic Kingdom, which Magic Kingdom was the main park we were wanting to go to. It was so easy just to leave the park, walk over, take a nap, and then walk back to the park. You don't have to wait in lines to get on the monorail. You don't have to wait in lines to get on bus, boat, whatever. It was super easy. And that's that's same way, way with like if your parks are Hollywood Studios, Epcot, I mean, like the Boardwalk, the Beach Club, the Yacht Club, those are all walking distance as well. So kind of depends on where you wanna spend most of your time as to what hotels you want.
1: Have you done the Skyliner yet?
2: I have not, I did not ride that at that conference either.
1: Okay, I was just curious about um, how the Skyliner is working with uh, strollers. So I know I've seen people take strollers on them and I know they can accommodate wheelchairs. Um, I just didn't know i didn't pay attention if they were making them collapse strollers yet the skylighter i don't think they are i think you can i don't roll. think they are
2: i think, I don't think they are either and it may depend on how many which now with COVID, not the case but before it probably depended either. on how many people were on there but because that's kind of how it is on the buses if there's a lot of people yeah. they don't always well, make you
0: and it, and it may depend on what's that stroller too because well, I, now they've changed the stroller regulations, so it may not, but, um, a lot of the wheelchairs, um, and the, uh, motorized carts, they don't, not all of them fit through the doors on the Skyliner. Mm-hmm. So, um, some of the wheelchairs they had to fold up. Um, so I'd imagine the bigger strollers, um, like the side by sides probably have the same issue where they may not fit through the door. Um, yeah, I, would think so. but you, I guess you can still use those around the parks or around the resorts. You just can't use them in the park. Um, but I guess if you're following the Disney guideline for strollers, which um, I hadn't even thought to go over, um, the ones you're using should fit on the mod- on, on the Skyliner, so.
1: Yeah. Um, what kind of resort amenities are important to you when you're traveling with littles?
2: Um, well, if you have a child that has to sleep in a pack and play. Um, you want to make sure you're in a room that can accommodate a pack and play without you tripping over it. And because there are different room sizes, even amongst the same room uh, resort categories. So that's one thing to think about um, balconies versus non balconies. If you're taking that, na- if the kids are taking naps, you could go out on the balcony and kind of, get your own piece without bothering them. Um, those are our main, main things to look for. I'll get
1: points.
0: What, Jody? what would you say is the best way to get to the parks?
2: Um, we prefer the monorails um, just because they're easier. So if you're staying on one of the monorail hotels, um, you kind of, Well, you do have a choice depending on which resort you stay, but um, The buses are nice. They do take a while. So if your kids are hot and tired at the end of the day um, You may just opt to take an Uber or minivan or Something of that sort, just because it does take so long to get back
1: On the resort you're staying at too. So, you know, like you're saying if you're staying, you know, in what we consider the uh, Magic Kingdom resorts. um, Contemporary, Polynesian, uh, Grand Floridian, and to some extent, the Wilderness Lodge, or um, uh, Fort Wilderness. If you're staying at those three, Contemporary, Poly, Grand Floridian, you've got monorail as an option, and you have a boat as an option. You can walk to the Magic Kingdom. Um, Very shortly, you'll be able to walk the Grand Floridian. It's a longer walk to
2: the Grand Floridian. I'm so excited about that one. You'll be
1: able to do that, yeah. The, the bridge is coming along, the walkway is looking really nice um, from the p- uh, pictures that we're seeing some of the um, other uh, YouTubers and people that follow it. Um, so yeah, so there's a couple options there. Uh, you know, if you are at the Wilderness Lodge or Fort Wilderness Campground, it is a boat ride away. Um, or uh, you can take the bus over there as well. In addition, you said you've got, you know, Uber, YouTube, uh, Uber uh, minivans, um, taxis, things like that. So it there's so many different choices. Um, And then again, when you go, as you said, to um, the Epcot and studio resorts, you've got, you know, Boardwalk, you've got Yacht Club, you've got Beach Club, um, the Swan and Dolphin are there. Those are all, you know, water transportation, Skyliner or, you know, bus from the resorts. There's a lot of options for your transportation. Um, Good things to consider about. If you do take your own car, um, I've done that before where we've driven down instead of flying and it's, it's sometimes nice to have your own car. Um, especially when you have a larger group of people, so we all just kind of crammed in our SUV and you know, ran over to the park or whatever and kind of came back and forth. Um, you know, when you when you take your car down, you don't have to pay at parking in the parks because they are paying parking at the hotel. Um, so that's something to consider too. A lot of choices.
0: Yeah, I know um, my kids have gotten a little older, but when they were younger, the bus was okay in the mornings. It was on the, like you said, Jody, on the way back, after a hot afternoon, you know, they're tired, they're, you know, pretty much dead weight um, most of the time. (laughs) And, you know, it's hard to to navigate those buses and hold the strollers and, you know, all the gift bags and everything. Um, So the monorail options, Skyliner are great options. One thing we love doing except for Magic Kingdom is we like taking, we drive most of the time uh, to, to Disney World. So we take our car to just about every park except for Magic Kingdom because Magic Kingdom, you got to park, and then you got to, you know, take the monorail or the boat uh, from there, and um, it just it seems like a lot. Um, So normally we'll just take the bus on those days, but um, yeah, the monorail, the Skyliner, those are definitely the best options. I feel like when you have little ones to get to the parks, if if they're options for you, Um, yeah. But the bus ride on the way back.
2: It's rough.
0: Yeah, if you're there till closing with two kids, and you know one of them has to be held, and they're probably asleep, and it's hard. So it's definitely something to keep in mind. And that that ride back to the resort, how long are you willing to tough it out? Yeah. So. Yeah.
1: Well, like you said, you know, you're you're two adults traveling typically with two kids, and whether you've got one that's small enough and needs to be held, and the other one is probably tired and wants to be held, even though they're larger. So, you know, one person trying to hold two kids in bags and then the other parent trying to deal with the stroller and maybe other bags and things going on. Uh, It's a lot at the end of the day. You you just wanna get back and lay down and that's a lot.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, Now we've never driven. So did you find driving faster than the buses? Yes. Or just easier than the buses?
0: Um, most of the time it was faster than the buses because especially if you're staying at a value because you have to wait, um, and there's usually several buses where that you're waiting on. Um, but anytime we had dinner reservations or like breakfast reservations, um, or we were park hopping or something like that, it just, it seemed faster to take our own car except for magic kingdom. Like I say, cause you know, you're getting off and then getting on a different transportation, but, um, There were times where we'd park at um the boardwalk go eat breakfast and then we would go to epcot and then we would uh take the uh a bus over to hollywood studios or walk over to hollywood studios and then we would just walk back to the boardwalk or take a bus back to the boardwalk and get our car from there because it's not that long of a a ride but um, it just seemed simpler and it did seem faster taking our own car
1: yeah sometimes that convenience like I said, it, the the buses are pretty good in the morning. They're not usually quite as cram packed. Um, but when you're trying to get somewhere for a breakfast reservation, like I said, or to a different resort, um, a lot of times there there are no buses from resort to resort. So mm-hmm. if you you know are staying at even the Caribbean Beach Resort and you want to get to the Magic Kingdom to the Contemporary, you know, for Chef Mickey's breakfast, you know, you're you're taking a bus to the Magic Kingdom and then the monorail or something. So the, the convenience of getting around from resort to resort. Uh, sometimes there's something to be said about having your own car Yeah,
0: I didn't plan our vacation very well and it's horrible to say that because I'm a planner <laughs> um, when, when Abigail was uh, just you know, I guess she was a little over a year um, when we took her and we were out of value um, it, it just was a horrible experience all the way around and I've learned since then convenience is everything with little kids they pay for the convenience, so.
1: I haven't had any. Um, we've talked life, a lot about. I can see it.
0: I can see yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> we, we've talked a lot about strollers, um, Jody. When you guys go, do you take your own stroller or do you rent one from Disney or another vendor?
2: Um, we never take our stroller. We always fly, so it just seems like more of a hassle. Um, mm-hmm. We love, love, love Kingdom strollers. We rent from them. They will deliver and pick up and it's basically your stroller to do what you want with the whole week you're there. Um, Disney does rent strollers, but you can't take them out of the park. So if your child is sleeping as you're leaving the park, you got to get everything out and leave the stroller Mm -hmm. there. And then if you're park hopping, you got to go rent another stroller at the next park. It's just so much easier to rent a stroller and, or have your own if you're driving or whatever. But um, but yeah, and Kingdom Strollers um, they'll either meet you at the Disney hotels or you can pick it up at the airport now. And they have, I think, four different types. regular like single strollers and then they have double strollers that you can choose from and they get you get like a free ring cover and a free um like the parents console where it holds your drinks and has the Mm -hmm. little pocket and, and they write your family's name on it like on a big sign on the back so you know right where you're which stroller is yours you're not looking around out of a thousand C of strollers <laughs> they the do move they do yeah. move your strollers yeah, on you and then you're like oh my gosh somebody stole my stroller but yeah. they have these like big orange cards that say like the rise our family and so it's easy to find your stroller um, pricing wise like to Disney they're about honestly I don't know how much it is to rent a uh, stroller at I feel
1: like they're a little cheaper
2: than um, Disney
1: I think yeah, that, that's where I was going with that is if you yeah. rent from Kingdom Strollers or one of the other vendors that we deal with, you essentially have that with you for the length of your stay for the price that you're getting. Yeah. Whereas um, if you rent from the parks, it's you're paying that fee every day.
2: Mm-hmm. Now, if you
1: go from one park to another, I believe they let you take your card and they don't charge you, you a when a you ticket. get the second yeah. park. Right. But you still have to go through the point of turning it in at the park you're leaving and getting a new one at the park you yeah. get to. Um, so there's that process. But yeah, I think the number of days, depending on the number of days you're there, I think it's actually a little more affordable. Um To yeah. use some of the and that we recommend so mu-
2: They're so much more comfortable. Like mm-hmm. um, the ones Disney have are the hard plastic, like no cushion. I get hot. The ones you rent are like the GT City Mindy's. They're they're awesome. I so wish I had one at home.
1: <laughs> yeah, they're like fabric seats and so it's like a yeah. cushion. And they have, Larger wheels are easier to navigate. Uh, they're, yeah. they're the Cadillac
0: of uh, they strollers. are. Every time I get my stroller out <laughs> at home,
2: I'm like, "Gosh, I wish I had the Disney kind." <laughs> the yeah. stroller we have at Disney.
0: So well, we um we typically take our own stroller, or took our own stroller when we took our kids um, when they were younger. And um, from the age of three, Blaine never sat in the stroller. He walked the entire park. And so since oh then, we're like, okay. We're not taking the big fancy strollers anymore. We just take an umbrella stroller. And my niece went with us one time. She, her and Blaine are about 10 months apart. And um, she walked for about 15 minutes and all of a sudden said, no, I need a stroller. And they didn't bring one. So um, Mandy's aunt bought one of the fancy strollers from Disney. They used it, I think, that one trip, maybe maybe a month afterwards or whatever. And then we ended up with it. They're nice strollers, but she paid a pretty good penny for that stroller just for those, you know, four days that they were there. Yeah, they're nice. Yeah, since then, we just said, we're just taking umbrella strollers. And, I mean, they have everything we need. We would hook our, you know, resort mugs to it. Um, But, yeah, I'm with you. I I like Kingdom strollers. I like what they provide. I like you can pick it up at the airport or they'll drop it off at your resort. Um, And then you just have it. You don't have to worry about it um you don't waste the time because it probably can take anywhere from 15 20 30 minutes to pick up a stroller every morning you know or, yeah. or you park pop and on the lines. so yeah. you know it's it's again it's a convenience so well
2: another thing nice with um kingdom strollers is they offer a discount with um uh orlando grocery express sorry they switched on me it used to be garden grocery, now it's Orlando Grocery Express. So if you order groceries for your trip there, you get a little bit of a discount between the oh, two. Nice. Partnering with
1: them.
2: Yeah. Very cool.
1: So, so I have one more that's
0: question. One thing, Alan, uh-huh. I just, Alan that's, that's one thing we haven't really talked a whole lot about is we, sure. with years of experience, have a whole lot, well, just vendors in general, we have a whole lot of vendors that we use um, mm-hmm. for people with all different kinds of needs when they travel. Um, yep. Strollers is one. Car transportation is, is another if you want to get to um, SeaWorld or if you're planning on going to um, go watch a rocket launch um, or if you're doing a land and sea where you're doing um, Disney World and then you're, you know, taking off for a cruise. We've got uh, limo services that'll take you, you know, to, to your uh, port, um, but a whole lot of vendors that we haven't mentioned that we, that we have right. as part of our package for with years of experience. So
1: at great prices too. Yeah, a lot of those centers are really good. This is what they do. Yeah. Um, I have one more question along the lines of strollers while we're talking about strollers. Um, I am seeing, when I go to the parks, more and more <laughs> elaborate stroller decoration. <laughs> and so if you have not been to Disney World or if you have not had the pleasure of traveling with a stroller at Disney World um, anytime in the, the recent past, uh, Jody's absolutely right. When you go to an attraction and you have to leave your stroller outside, as strollers come and go, gaps get put out there. And so there's attendants out there that move your strollers around to make sure that they don't roll into the walkways, they're not blocking walkways, things like that. So a lot of times guests come back out and go, I left my stroller right here and now it's not here, it's gone, somebody stole it. And you go, no, 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 it just got rearranged and you know organized <laughs> while you were gone. And so it might be, you know, 40 feet away from you now, but it's still here. So uh, more and more people are decorating their strollers so they can easily identify them when they come back, even if they've been moved. So have you done any of that yet? Or how do you, what do you feel about that?
2: We have not done it. However, they have these, um, I don't even know what you'd call them, but they clip to the stroller and it's like this wand that shoots up. And then I'll be a glowing, like a light. And they make them different characters like Tinkerbell and Buzz Lightyear. And I'm like, that's so cool. Yep.
1: And you can make them change colors and things like that. So you, yes. you, know, you could come out as a green Tinkerbell or yeah. And I've seen um, with the advent of the um, USB lights and the little battery packs that everybody carries around their little chargers. I've seen people take, you know, little USB Christmas lights and string them all over their stroller and you just have that little battery charger pack. You plug them in. So it's like their own little oh, electrical parade float rolling through the park. <laughs> um, it's, it's hysterical. I love them. There's some really cool things I've seen people do with that. A lot of the scooters are doing that now where they have their little you know, um, phone charger battery pack and they're taking lights and attaching the scooters and things so that easily identifiable when you come back to instead of yeah. just the name placard on the back, um, which all of them will do. They'll put your name on them. So you know who's who's. But yeah, I just wanted to know think- if you guys have gone the decoration out. There. We didn't do
0: the decoration, not yet. We did. um, We got a pouch um, from Target for like ten bucks, and it had Minnie Mouse pink, pink and white polka dots on it. So it was very. It it stood out um, because it just clipped on from the handles, and it was there for drinks and you know snacks or you know whatever else you wanted to put in it. Um, No, we didn't. We didn't decorate our stroller. We. We don't. It's too much involved. We're not those kind of people.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, and if, you know, if it's a, your personal stroller or if it's one you've got for the whole length of your stay, yeah. things like that, it's easier to do than if you can't do it over and over. But yeah, yeah, I see those, and I think that's actually pretty cool. I'm like, yeah, it kind of makes me want to be a kid in a stroller with a bunch of lights all over it, or not.
2: Yeah.
0: Oh, I'd love to be a kid in a stroller just so I didn't have to walk the parks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah.
2: That's it. That's it. My eight-year-old, like just last year, stopped riding some in the stroller. He's like, "It's, I'll, I'll take a turn." I'm like, "You are seven <laughs> years old." <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: we that's see a some, ton of walking. We've talked about that, yeah. That's,
0: that's and we walk. we see some big kids in there, so yeah. We'll, and we'll he's actually fall.
2: Yeah, he's actually fallen asleep and taking a nap in there, at six, <laughs> seven years old. So I'm like, <laughs>
0: uh, if I will hot, mention, yeah. yeah, yeah." I I will, I will mention for the stroller attendants, um, be nice to those people. It's their job to move the strollers. They're not doing it to irritate you or frustrate you or anything like that. It's, that's their job.
1: So yeah.
2: And they're very uh, good about helping you job. find it. Yes. And,
0: and it's about keeping the pathways sure.
1: clear and things like that. So that, yeah. you know, we're not totally shutting down a major walkway through the Magic Kingdom or up path yeah. like that. It's a purpose. And then
0: also, please, please make sure you don't have any snacks sitting in your stroller. <laughs> you will find birds all over, or squirrels all over your squirrels. stroller when you come back from riding yes. whatever it is you're riding. <laughs> so,
1: so um, the the animals can get a little aggressive. This is why they want you to not feed the animals. Some of the yeah. ducks um, <laughs> will come and take things like literally right out of your stroller. The squirrels, especially. Um, so the squirrels in Frontierland, there is that candy shop in Frontier, It's like candy and pins right next to the country bears. Mm. Uh, they, yep. they sell these like, it's like a caramel nougat log that's rolled in different nuts. And the squirrels are notorious for going in and grabbing those and running across the street with them over towards the river. And they throw the plastic down and they chew all the nuts off and then they threw the nougat piece on the ground. So yeah, they, they know where all the, the nuts bugs. are. Yeah, they are little stinker litter bugs. Um, <laughs> but yeah, keep, keep that in mind. Make sure if you do have food that it's secured in there. Which actually goes into our next question um, is, so what all are you carrying into the parks with you when you have bills? What are you taking with you? What's in those magic bags you guys have?
2: Uh,
0: the ones I, that take half an hour to get through Checkpoint.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I try to keep it very minimal because if it's something too extravagant, you could just buy it in the park. Um, for the littles, I will take a change of clothes. Um, but other than that, just a few snacks and sunscreen wipes. Uh, nowadays, hand sanitizer wipes, wipes. Yeah, wipes are always good to have, <laughs> no matter the age. But yeah, not at we Last
1: year, uh, not last, we went this February. Um, I, I actually got to take an adult trip with just my mom, my brother, and I in February. And uh, I remember we were going through Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run and my brother kept scolding me every time I touched the handrail. He's like, do you know how many people have touched that? Do you see what the kids are doing with this handrail? He's like, stop, that's the, like the dirtiest thing here. Like, okay. So yeah, I can imagine that hand wipes would be nice. Uh, at least I had hand sanitizer with me. So every time I got scolded for leaning on a handrail, I had to hand sanitize.
2: Yeah, Band-Aids. Band-Aids is a huge one to take yeah. with you.
1: Do you yeah. do activities for the kids too? Do you do anything for them to keep them busy in lines or um when you're stopped somewhere? Or not typically?
2: That's usually when I feed them. <laughs> That's parents parents like, or... oh, you're talking, eat something. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what about you, Brian? Do you do any like activity things for to keep them uh, busy? We team?
0: so yeah, we we've done the um when we send out a packet with ears um it has a uh like a little scavenger hunt in there for each park mm-hmm. um i've created some for you know our, our families when we've gone um we typically will just play i spy or we'll play like a guess the character game or we'll give three clues of you know some disney character and we, you know everybody tries to guess who it is um you know we'll we'll try to do stuff like that but we're like Jody we don't want to overload ourselves with stuff to carry around because the less you carry around, the faster you can move through bag check. Um, yeah, it's just cause I mean, it may only be five pounds, but if you're carrying that five pounds of stuff around with you for 10 hours a day, it, it does start to weigh on you and, and it just becomes annoying at one point. So yeah, um, we don't but, ever take uh, drinks.
1: We, I we, take my camera a bag full. a lot my big camera lens, yeah. multiple lenses and things like that gets heavy throughout the day yeah
0: yeah I know yeah. we we used to take drinks um but then we just figured out the the free water is enough we don't need juice boxes or anything like that because again it's, it's heavy um they don't stay cold anyway um sunscreen hand sanitizer wipes um some snacks every now and then but most of the time we have a meal plan so i mean we we're yeah. We're like Jody, we, we bare minimum, you know, diapers, wipes, um, extra clothes when they were younger. Um, but now, I mean, we just we just go,
1: so. I have one more about this. It, it, it's probably less likely with littles. It might come up more um, in one of our series of older kids. How, are, how do you feel about technology with your kids? Because I see a lot of people now um, having iPhones or iPads or tablets or something that the kids can use to keep themselves entertained. Maybe while you're standing in line, or what? What are your opinions on technology options for kids, for littles?
0: I'll let you I'm go probably, first, Jody. I
2: was gonna say I'm probably the mean mom. Um, <laughs> <laughs> my kids don't have those. Like my eight year old has like a Kindle tablet thing that he'll play games on at home. We don't take those. Like those are more for car rides and. Mm-hmm. Um. On the plane type stuff. If we're in Disney, I'm like, if if you're having you, there's no saying I'm bored in Disney. Like mm. you tell me that, and no, that's not allowed. But I mean get out of the stroller my,
1: and walk, now you're not bored.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like there is so much going on. And my like my eight-year-old's so curious. He asks a thousand questions about everything. So and he always wants to know what's happening next so if we're standing in a line we're probably talking about what we're going to do next and when are we doing this and and a lot of the lines are interactive Um More so yeah. you know like yeah like Winnie the Pooh has stuff for them to do while they're in line and half the time you're like come on the line's moving we have to go
1: yeah yeah, they're adding more of those to more of the queues. So um, I know uh, Little Mermaid, Voyage of Little Mermaid um, at Magic Kingdom has some interactivity in it and the little screens on the portals you can see. Um, Seven of Dwarves, Mine Train, Haunted Mansion, way of the Pooh, uh, or something like Peter, Peter some, Pan. Peter Pan's got a lot of really cool. Yeah, they have the really cool shadow ones in there, that are pretty neat. Um, yeah. So there's, there's more of those going into the park to kind of keep you entertained if you have to stay in the line. Yeah,
0: um, I'm with Jody. Like you're in Disney world. There is absolutely no reason to see any kind of screen in a child's hand. Like we'll, I mean, we'll let ours look at the pictures we've taken every now and then while we're in, in line. But we're talking about, I mean, Blaine is constantly looking for hidden Mickeys in every line. And yeah. Any chance he gets to see a cast member, he's like, Hey, where's a hidden Mickey at? He, has, he tries to cheat. <laughs> and yeah, they, they won't tell them. they'll say, well, I'll look over here or whatever, but um, we're talking about what a, what's their favorite part of what we've done so far? Who was their favorite character they, they had? What do you want to eat? Um, we're, we're just always talking about something about what we're doing in the park or have done in the park, just to keep that that energy going, um, keep everything fresh in their mind of what we've done. there's there's no there's no need in it. And if you have to have a kid, have a screen to keep him entertained in line or something like I, this is just me and if you guys are one of those people i'm sorry i just feel like it's just lazy and you know it's it's not needed in disney so
2: well i feel like you missed some of the magic i mean like you if do. you're staring at a screen like there's so much going on
0: it's a family vacation be a family like off my soapbox Next topic. <laughs>
1: Let's move
0: on. I get myself in trouble with those listeners.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Brian's
2: on the (laughs) blacklist.
0: So um, one of the more popular things to do with your children, especially when they're younger, is to dress them up in costumes as their favorite characters and um, send them walking around the parks. Oftentimes, I feel like that is mainly for the adults to get that pleasure of seeing their children with their favorite characters. I'm just kind of interested to see what your Mm guys' thoughts are. Do you feel like that's in the best interest of the child most of the time? To send them through a hot park in costumes?
2: My opinion is no. (laughs) Like, I don't have girls, so I know little girls love to play dress up. So maybe for a girl mom it would be a different answer but the thought of dressing them up in these hot costumes just seems like a meltdown in the waiting like I feel like it's setting up for failure (laughs) but they do make for really cute pictures so I can see like dressing them up and then taking a change of clothes um what like what we try and do is and by we, I mean, me, I make the rest of my family do. <laughs> <laughs> Is um, like when we go to the Halloween party, we would Disney bound. So we would wear the colors of the, our favorite characters. Mm. Like I know um, on our first trip, we went to the Halloween party and um, I had my little boy in red shorts, black shirt and yellow tennis shoes and then nice. my yeah so and then my husband who was not all that happy about it but wore blue <laughs> shorts orange shirt and then I cut out like a black vest out of a t-shirt and and then I made him wear his goofy hat for the pictures <laughs> <laughs> nice I and then that's I actually was a lot of fun yeah it is and it's fun to like I mean one because you're it's clothes you most likely have anyway um and two, you can wear them again, but uh, like, and then I was just, I was mini, I was all in black and I did have a polka dot tutu on, but it was not that hot. Yeah,
1: <laughs> it was, well, it's evening in the parties, it's usually uh, not as hot. October can still right. be very hot at the parks, but evening is usually better. So um, I don't have little, so, um, you know, I, I don't have as much of a say in this. I do think it's really cute. I know that, um, especially for the girls, when the girls are dressed as the princesses, they definitely get a lot more of attention from the yes. cast members and other characters. So they tend to stand out. You know, people are always going, oh, look at the little princess here, and things like that. Um, so for the young the, um, girls, I think it could be a lot of fun. Um, it could be hot. Uh, I don't know how comfortable those are um, to roam through the parks with and hop of being hot. Um, and I feel like the, the guys kind of get left out sometimes so I know you can do um, pirates and, and kind of be a pirate um, I haven't noticed what I, I feel like not a, the boys don't do it as much I think as the girls do but Bobby Boutique. I don't feel like the boys are as into the pirate uh, costumes as the girls are um, and so maybe I'm just not seeing but I, I don't I don't remember you know having cast members and things, you know, hey, here's a little pirate, things like that, like you do mm-hmm. with the girls. So,
2: mm-hmm.
1: I mean, I definitely feel like it's a, it's a little girl opportunity. Um, but I just, I just think it's interesting. I think it's super cute to see them. Um, I, you know, <laughs> I'm that dork, I'm a former cast member. I, you know, say hi, hi princess to all the little kids that are dressed up and, um, you know, just like anybody else, it's, you just try to be nice and friendly and, you know, enjoy. I love the Disney bound idea. Um, my other half won't do it at all. <laughs> uh, we went to the Halloween party and I made Mark wear um, blue shorts and a blue t-shirt that had Jeannie's uh, face on it. And I wore green shorts and a green t-shirt that had Mike Wazowski's eye on it. And that was like the all I could get him to do. I was like, that was it. Not happening anything beyond that. Um, so uh, when Brian and I go to the conference, I make him Disney bound with me. So,
0: <laughs> I don't we, mind. We've done that. I I, I actually enjoy it. Um, it. It like it's not something that I do around. You know I mean, of course, I wouldn't Disney about around home, but <laughs> yeah, um, Zach. I, Zach. I'm a I'm a completely different person when I'm at Disney. So, we're well, a conference, uh, we
1: you know we yeah. don't have our families and so we cut up a little bit. Um, Josh yeah. definitely too. So uh, we did. We haven't really mentioned this. But Julie was kind of. Uh, Jody's Jody kind of alluding to it earlier that. Um, so at our conference this year. <laughs> We had um, a party that was called. They called the snowball, and uh, they give awards to a lot of the different agents and things. So um, Brian and Josh and I decided that we were going to Disney Bound as Kristoff, uh, Sven, and Olaf from Frozen. So um, Brian, they kept saying, "Look like a newsie," because it was you know it's bounding. So it was a costume. Um, I had like white pants and a white sweater vest and brown shirt, you know, as Olaf. Um, Josh, Josh, who's what 6'3 three, um, shows up yeah. uh, with Sven antlers on top of his head. Um, so we had a blast, it, it was a lot of fun. And um, you know, a lot of the a lot of other agents wanted to take pictures with us. be you all know, Disney bound. It was um, awesome. But it, we, it was fun. We had a good time. So and and Pinterest,
2: yeah. Pinterest is a good place to find Disney bound. Yeah. idea there's like
1: disneybound.com too i've looked at them there's a lot yeah. of really, cool things. Oh, really yeah and i've seen a lot of young boys so we have a couple of agents um that dress their young boys up as costumes and in Disneybound style costumes and they sometimes they're just thinking adorable like makes me almost wish i had kids um so i could you know torture them and dress them up but <laughs> i have a dog and sometimes he lets me put things on him so we're okay with that well,
0: That's what I was kind of getting to. Like, is it, I mean, torture is a strong word, but is it torture to put an infant or toddler in one of those hot, you know, Disney princess costumes and have them go around the park all day long? Um, We did it with Abigail. We would dress her up in a different costume for every park we went in. So when we went to Magic Kingdom, she was Cinderella. When we went to um, Epcot, she was. Um, I think princess Sophia, maybe, uh, or no Hollywood studio. She was princess Sophia, uh, Epcot. She was bell, I believe, or snow white, uh, one or the other. Um, and then animal kingdom, she just wore her Pocahontas t-shirt. Um, but we did it first thing in the morning and then we changed her, um, typically after breakfast or, you know, before it got too hot. Um, but you're right, Alan, like they, the cast members will point them out and they will say, we have a princess on board the bus. Um, or when they're entering the gate, they'll say, welcome, welcome to your kingdom, you know, whatever it is to make them feel special and like a real princess. So it, it, it is nice to, to get that. Um, the boys do miss out on it, but it is mostly for girls But it is super, super cute. You get really good pictures that way, but as i said you know it's florida it's hot those dresses are uncomfortable um and it brings us to our next one but I, we didn't let abigail wear the shoes so yeah
1: uh, what about shoes what kind of shoes do you do when you go to the parks
2: we are tennis shoes all the way
1: yeah that's yeah. you gotta have comfortable shoes um brian and i have talked about this a couple times about um please 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 do not buy brand new shoes and not wear them until you get there.
0: <laughs> or flip flops. Yeah,
1: yeah. flip flops can be really uncomfortable after about 6 or 8 miles walking around the parks.
0: You, you just um, got to keep up with them with kids and it's just it, yeah.
1: they're
2: in
0: the stroller, they slide off, you lose it, you have one shoe, it's
2: If it rains drips ice they're cream on your shoe? Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. Or somebody's dripping ice cream down your flip-flop and you're sticky <laughs> all day. But yeah. there's just I mean, it, there's something to be said about comfort, um, especially with you, you know, the parks. So I'm just curious if you, um, you know, let your boys wear boots or anything like that.
2: No, we always do tennis shoes. All about comfort. I, but I'm like, yeah, well, I'm like, I'm one of those parents, I feel like I don't want to bring on any more meltdowns than... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Necessary, so because <laughs> uh, it's gonna
1: happen, um, right? You're gonna yeah, get a meltdown about, at some point, it's, just, it's yeah, gonna happen. You it's plan coming for it. Yeah, so we'll talk I'm like, about
2: let that. me just take out the variables.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, we're gonna talk about that a little later about the meltdowns, but you're right, like, avoid them as much as possible. And when you had the hard plastic high heel shoes that come with the dresses, or the oh. and we've even seen it with the um, the Buzz Lightyear costumes, the Woody costumes where they had the boots on. Um, the Mickey Mouse, where they have the uh, the more dress up style uh, wingtip shoes. I mean, it, it's not needed.
1: Or just, just like Mickey tennis Slippers.
0: Yeah, just, just put the tennis shoes on and everybody will be much happier throughout the day. Yeah. So.
1: Stick to good shoes. Yep. Definitely. All right, so let's move on a little bit and talk about um, things to keep in mind once you're inside the park. So once you're inside the park, you want to make sure, uh, Joey said earlier, have a plan, but don't be afraid to alter that plan. So, um, a good trip to Disney always starts with a plan. This is what we want to get done today. This is kind of the order we'd like to do it in. But roll with the punches as things happen, and um, you know, adjust that plan to make sure that uh, you're able to keep rolling with the punches. All right? Uh, Jody, what do you have? Um.
2: Yeah, I don't know. It's just like, you think, oh, I don't need a plan. It's, we'll just get there and wing it. But you waste so much time doing the Well, what do you want to do next? Well, where do you want to go do next? And something simple as, say you're there opening, you're watching the opening show and you want to beat it to Seven Doors Mind Train. Like, I'll even tell my clients, like, okay, if that's where you want to go, make sure you stand and watch the show over by this side so you can get a straight shot. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like an obvious, like, well, yeah, duh, of course we'd stand there. <laughs> but if you don't have a plan Around, and you just yeah. go in there, you get caught up in all the stuff going on and you're like, well, where are we even going? Like, yeah, It's just...
1: Well, and it's so easy if you're not familiar, super familiar with the park, to to not realize how to get from point A to point B. Um, right. So just having somebody give you that heads up, hey, go in this direction, or yeah. But
0: Jody, Disney provides you with a very good tool to use before you even get down there, don't they?
2: They do. It's my Disney experience, so you need to make sure you have it all downloaded and be familiar with it before you ever take off it's where all your fast passes are your dining reservations yeah directions to where maps. you are to yeah. different attractions yeah it'll even tell you like walk here walk there like here's the walking map to where you need to go yeah it's awesome you need to make sure you have an extra battery pack with you if you plan on using it a lot and you will it mm-hmm. also puts all your pictures all your magic pictures on there
1: yeah, and that's and one Alan thing memory the memory Wi-Fi. maker. <laughs> the memory maker. The Wi Fi yeah. used to be really rough at the parks. It was bad. Um, so they've definitely expanded the Wi Fi at the parks, but it does suck the battery on your phone if you're using it a lot. So yeah. an extra yeah. charger is definitely a good idea. Yeah. And you can mobile Alan,
2: order your food now from there. Mm-hmm.
0: So, Alan, you said uh, don't be afraid to alter your plan. Um, when you're using that My Disney Experience app, you can be walking by and you can see that. Um, Peter Pan has a 15 minute wait. Well, that's not what you were planning on doing at the moment, but it's only 15 minutes. We know Peter Pan can get to 60 minutes. Easily. So jump in line real quick, you know, ride it while you're there. Yeah. Um, but if you're not looking through that app, you're not you're not scanning wait times, you know, you, you can be missing out on some wonderful opportunities that, uh, you know, help you save some time. So
1: Yeah, I mean, we were know, talking about technology and, and using technology in the park and stuff, but the Disney Experience app, It is really, really an amazing thing that they did. Uh, So, you know, back in the day, pre, you know, electronic fast pass and you had to have paper fast passes and things, you actually had to go to the attraction and stick your ticket in a a box to get a fast pass to go to it. So you might, you know, go over to Big Thunder Mountain and get a fast pass and then want to do Haunted Mansion. And that's a long walk around the corner. If you found out Mm -hmm. there was something else right there that had a short wait that you could do um, quicker or closer um, that that's a huge tool uh, to, to not have to cross the park from you know Space Mountain to Splash Mountain to go back to Tomorrowland once you get off Splash Mountain um, is a big thing. Not only the amount of walking, the time to save too. So, yeah. there, there is some great information in the My Disney Experience app. Yeah,
0: one thing on the My Disney Experience app is the times guide. Uh, it lets you know when parades are going to be happening, uh, fireworks, um, you know the stage shows. Um, you know, all that kind of stuff is on there and you want to make sure you try to plan your meals accordingly. If you want to hit one of those shows, um, they do the shows a couple of times a day, um, parades, you know, a couple of times a day, the fireworks, of course, only once, but you don't want to be, um, in the middle of a show and then your child starts screaming because they're hungry and, you know, throwing another one of the, the you know, meltdowns so plan your meals accordingly. Um, if you see that there's going to be a show at one o'clock and you know, that's typically when your child eats, um, you know, get a meal a little early, take something with you while you sit down and, and wait for the parade to start or the, the show to start. Um, but keep that in mind cause it, it is another opportunity to avoid a meltdown and there will be plenty of opportunities for meltdowns at Disney. So any chance you can get to avoid one of them, um, definitely, <laughs> Make sure you, you you take that opportunity. So,
1: yeah, uh, another really important thing to keep in mind is um, what happens if your child is not tall enough to ride a certain attraction, or chooses not to. Like Brian said, um, you know, his son doesn't want to ride the Haunted Mansion. Does that mean Brian can't ride the Haunted Mansion? Uh, no, it doesn't. So ask at each attraction about a rider swap. So every attraction handles it slightly differently, um, but if you have a a guest that's with you that is not tall enough to ride, or doesn't want to ride, or um, it's a thrill ride and they don't want to ride something like that, just ask the attendant at the entrance to the attraction. And um, rider swap basically lets um, part of the family go through the line and experience the attraction while part of the family waits out with whoever doesn't want to ride. And then once the people who rode come back out, they typically will swap and let the person who rode stay out with the person who does not want to ride. And let the people who didn't get your ride go back through without waiting in the long line and experience attraction. So you, everybody gets to go except the people who don't want to. And you don't typically have to wait in line twice. So yep. super important thing there.
0: Yeah. Um, Universal has something very similar. So this is not just at Disney. Universal has a uh, family room um, for most of their rides. So any ride that has a family room is kind of the same thing. You can ride or swap and you don't have to wait in line for it. Um, Definitely check those out when you're going to Universal as well if your kid's not tall enough to ride Hagrid's or something like that um, or or just too afraid to so you don't have to wait in line again. Um, Like Alan said, it's definitely another opportunity to uh, get the most out of your vacation and not have to wait in line. Um, Another secret, well, it's not really a secret, but... Something a lot of people don't know about, Jody are the baby care stations in the parks. Have you had a chance or an opportunity to use those baby stations?
2: I have. They're awesome. Um, there's one in every park. They are right next to first aid stations. Um, let's see if I can remember where they all are. Magic Kingdom has one right in between Casey's Corner and Crystal Palace. Mm-hmm. Um, Epcot's is over in the odyssey center which is between Mm -hmm. mexico and test track it's kind of off like the beaten path there but um hollywood studios is right inside the entrance and animal kingdom is on discovery island near the creature conference i haven't used let's see Hollywood Studios or Animal Kingdoms, but um, they're all very clean. Um, I did see they're set up for social distancing now. What's um, their purpose, Judy? They, you can go in there and change your baby, change a diaper. You can go in there and nurse or um, pump either one. Um change feeding they have a little store where you can buy necessities so if you run out of diapers or wipes or um, even like over-the-counter medicines they have them mm. in there um, they have a kind of like a little family room where your older kids can watch tv they have disney movies playing in there so they can go in and watch those while you're taking care of the baby they're air conditioned so it's a nice if you just need to get your littles out of the heat and to calm down for a little bit. You don't want to go back to the hotel and take a nap. Just kind of take them in there and chill for a bit. You can do that. and It's awesome.
0: So it's not just for infants, right?
2: Um, it's not just for infants. It's infants and toddlers. I mean, I, they don't mean it for like teenagers to go in there and watch movies. <laughs> but <laughs> I mean, for the most part, it's just... I don't know this
1: because I haven't had to deal with this, but do they offer like bottle warming or anything like that in the park? They
2: have a sink, refrigerator, microwave. Um, I did find out because I, when I was, I guess the second conference where I did have um, my little guy, I had to pump. So they don't have ice in there, but you can go to just like the little kiosk or restaurants or whatever, and they'll give you ice to Put your breast milk in. They mm-hmm. do not have, because um, this is one thing I was misled on. And apparently, they used to do this. They used to store your breast pump for you, so you didn't have to carry it around the park all day. Um, which you still don't have to carry it around the park all day. You just get a locker. But um, when I went, they actually, because I asked about them storing it, they gave me a Disney gift card to pay for my locker. So I thought that was nice. Um, not that they like automatically do that for people who yeah, need to store the best pump, but yeah. but it was just a perk. It was a neat little, um, pixie dust that I got yeah. that time. So, but yeah, and then you just store it in the locker and go on. And so that was nice.
0: Yeah. yeah. We, we've used them a couple of times. Um, the very first time we used it, um, it was before I was an agent and we didn't know uh, they existed. And um, so we were kind of walking around and we went to the gift shops and just kind of asked the lady, we, we stayed, we met some family members in the park. We stayed longer than we even planned to. So we ran out of um, bottles. We had a thing of formula, but we, uh, we dropped one of the bottles on the ground and it, uh, it, it cracked and, um, so we didn't have that extra one. And, you know, we asked the lady, is there anywhere to buy bottles or whatever? And she says, well, there's a baby station. So we went up to, um, the one in magic kingdom, walked in the ladies took very good care of us. Um, she could not find a price on the, uh, the bottle. So she just gave it to us for a, a penny. And, um, <laughs> we, we were just like, Oh, thank you. Cause Abigail was just throwing a huge fit at that point. Um, it was probably about half an hour after her normal feeding. And it was, it was a, um, like a savior. Like we just were so thankful that we were able to have that option and not have to put her on a bus and take her all the way back to the resort. Yeah. Um, cause I think we were staying at, um, one of the values at the time and it was, it was so nice just to have that. We stayed in there, cooled off. She, she got the bottle. And then we were able to join my family um, who drove two hours to come see us the rest of the night. So it was very nice.
2: Yeah. And they have like rockers and changing tables. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's a relaxing, like nice getaway from the chaos. Yeah. They and it's also toys. where, yeah. It's also um, where they take the kids when they lose their parents, when the parents are lost. What happens. <laughs> How yeah. I tell Abigail all the time. I, I,
0: I tell Abigail, I said, I, I get, I, I look at stuff and I forget where I'm going and I get lost. You got to keep up with me. <laughs> she, her response is I won't lose you. So.
2: yep. So,
1: um, Jody, you've got our next topic here and, um, that's really about picking fast passes and what rides are um, available for your child. And how do you know all that information? So how did you go yeah. about that?
2: Well, um, I always feel like I'm cheated at fast passes because my kid doesn't like a lot of the, he likes the slow, like <laughs> rides that you don't need a fast pass for. So I'm like, but we have these fast passes. <laughs> um, but yeah, so you, I always ask him what kind of rides do your children like, and these are the ones that you really, really need fast passes for. So if you're, looking at any of those those are the ones you want to get and they we have this the ears has this cool chart the height requirement chart that we send to help help you choose because the height requirements range anywhere from i think 32 inches to 60 is that correct i think mm-hmm. only the water park has the 60. i think most of them are 32 to 48. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, so a couple of coasters is a little high but yeah um, and, and that's one of the things we talk about being able to make sure you measure your child before you go set an expectation yeah. know which attractions they're going to be able to do which ones they won't you don't want to get them super excited about light passage if you know they're not going to be tall enough to ride things like that make sure you keep those yeah in and you
2: can watch on the the youtube channels although some people don't want to take away from the magic but it really doesn't it's really different in person than what you see on the YouTube channel, but it gives you an idea of if you think your child will be scared.
0: Yeah. I mean, you can watch it and especially when it comes to dark rides, like Space Mountain, um, Haunted Mansion, um, even Splash Mountain, uh, it's kind of hard to watch those videos because the, the quality. Um, but when it comes to dark rides, I mean, know whether or not you think your child's going to be afraid. Um, when in doubt, like Jody said, watch a video. Um, they're very helpful you don't have to let your kids see them, but if you are one of those, I mean, Wayne loves watching the videos. Um, he, he just, he can't get enough of it. Um, but when he rides it, he completely forgets what he watched on the video anyway. So, um, it's not, it may take away some of the surprise and some of the magic, but I think you're better off if it's a questionable ride. Um, Watching the video and knowing for sure whether you you, you wasted a fast pass for Everest or um, you know something like that. So good, good, uh, good
1: tip I think there, Jody. A, so. a little, little kids is um, I think a lot of times they don't make the distinction from what they see on TV and what is real. So I think yeah. you know you could almost show them a video of the Haunted Mansion and they could think it's pretty funny, and then when you put them in the ride, they might freak out. I mean, yeah. every child's different, right? Because once it's like 3D and all around you and actually happening, now you're in it, and you're immersed in it, and it might be a little bit different. Uh, yeah. So, you know, taking that opportunity to check out and see what those are going to be like if you have never done it to know whether your kid is going to be okay or not, uh, or you think your kid might be okay or not, they might surprise yeah. you. Uh, <laughs> you never know. Yeah.
0: Abigail surprised us. Abigail would ride anything, and we weren't, we didn't think she would. So,
2: and I'm still waiting for mine youngest. to get that plunge.
0: Yeah. <laughs> It'll come, Jody. It'll come. It'll come. Oh. It'll
1: come. And my youngest niece, I only we need- went a couple years ago, um, to every roller coaster there, every roller coaster, she was all about. She'd never been on one before, and did every roller coaster at Disney. It was fun. That's
2: fun. It's awesome. I need my coaster buddy. I need a coaster buddy.
1: September <laughs> like conference. We're with you. We got you.
2: I know. And then I get lost <laughs> and forget my ticket. Throw away my ticket.
1: <laughs> All right, um, we talked a little bit about this. How do we handle or prevent meltdowns? Because if you're traveling with littles, even sometimes when you're traveling with bigs, um, and I, I mean spouses, uh, you, you have to plan for. <laughs> you have to plan for a meltdown <laughs> at some point, right? Everybody gets tired. Everybody gets cranky. You know, how do you handle or pre- plan or prevent a meltdown?
2: levels I think you just need to know your child's limits and take breaks and if it's if you can tell they're getting tired and cranky don't push them to do something just because you want to do it or it's on your plan or just (laughs) take a break and chill out and take in some of the slow magic
0: yeah I agree. It's um, you got to know your children for one. Um, you got to know their limits. You got to keep in mind that this vacation is is a family vacation, but it is it's about them. Um, you got to remember, you know, keep in mind that it, it's it's not going to be enjoyable for them if you keep pushing them to do things that they're just not ready to do. They're not their bodies are not able to do right now because of heat um, exhaustion, you know, whatever. So keep them cool is often a good thing to do. I mean, it's always a good thing to do, but when, um, keep them out of the sun as much as possible, keep them in the shade when you're waiting in line, um, keep them entertained, keep them fed with snacks periodically, um, plenty of water, that kind of stuff. Um, take a break, like Jody said, do a couple rides, go watch a show, do a couple more rides, go watch a you know, parade, do a couple more rides, sit down, eat lunch, you know, things like that. Um, you can't be a hundred miles an hour with them the entire time because you're, you're going to wear them out. And then, you know, you're, we all want to get them as much as uh, Disney as we can while we're there. But at the end of the day, is it worth it? You know, is, is it really worth going meltdown after meltdown because you've pushed too hard. So, Jody's right. Know your limits.
1: What is your thoughts on, there are not so much splash pads in the park, but there, um, many of the parks have an area for kids to kind of unwind and get wet. What is your opinion on those?
0: We typically will avoid them for the most part <laughs> for a couple of reasons. Um, we may let them run through once or twice, but we don't typically take a whole bunch of clothes to change into. Um, because we, we just want to be able to, to and you know, what we need and go. Um, we don't want them walking around in wet shoes all day, wet clothes. It's just, it's another thing that's just going to make them uncomfortable. So there's nothing against those people that do take the extra clothes and, and let them play. Um, I just feel like there's other stuff to do. There's, if it's, if you're trying to keep them cool, there's other ways to do it. Um, so that's
1: just, That was kind that's just of what weird. I was wondering: is you know, is it is it enough of a break and let them cool off a little bit and do something fun that they want to do? You know, is is it sort of that um, de-escalation point maybe? Yeah, takes everything down a I'd notch rather, or, not? or is it just wear them out more? I would ra-
0: <laughs> yeah, I would I would rather get them in line at Dumbo and just let them play in the playground at Dumbo than go run around in the splash pad at Casey's uh, Casey Juniors. I mean. And that's just us, though.
2: Yeah, I'm. I, I guess I told you earlier. I'm not the fun mom. I'm like, you're not getting wet. <laughs> <laughs> if you're getting
1: you rat, get wet, on Splash right. Mountain, and that's
2: it. Yeah. Or, or Cali, yeah. Cali
0: River Rapids. So. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but like one thing we will do is, um, and we bought it his first trip, and he still has it and still loves it. Is the big water bottle fans, mm-hmm. where it like squirts mist and fans. Yeah. And he loved, loved doing those. it and the people walking by loved it because they would catch some of it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not enough to like soak you, but it's just like the fine mist. That's like, Oh, that felt good. Yeah.
1: Kids love those things. Yeah. yeah. I think we have one more topic to talk about.
0: Uh, yeah. We, we, I think we need to go over a couple of safety tips. Um, I for those most people don't know listening that uh, they don't know that I used to run a daycare center for 13 years. And so child safety, that's how he um, knows how to deal with
1: me. <laughs>
0: <yeah>. <laughs> children's education and safety is very important to me. And so um Anytime you get in a large crowd, um especially places like Disney, you need to be mindful of your surroundings. And there's some things that you can put in place to protect yourself and your children from say getting lost or things like that. Um Disney does a wonderful job if something like that does happen where it's not the child that gets lost. It's the parent that typically gets lost. And it's understandable because all the parents look the same. They're all wearing Disney clothes. Uh, so <laughs> children true. oftentimes get confused on which parents theirs, or they're, you know, walking along to the next uh, snack cart or whatever. So uh, we want to just give you a couple of tips to keep your kids safe and, and keep you safe. And the first one is teach your children, your first and last name because they're going to be asked if they have that slight chance where you're not around. Um, keep them at arm's length and keep checking on them periodically. We know how often they or you will get distracted and stop to look at something. So uh, teach them what the name of the resort is. So that way if a cast member asks where are you staying, um, you, you know they can say what resort it is and the cast member could look you up that way. Um, make sure their legal name is written on their magic band instead of whatever their nickname is, because if you had never had a magic band before, um, their name shows up on it. Take a picture of your child before you leave at the resort every morning. So that way you can show a cast member what it is that they look like and what they're wearing. So they can relay that message all throughout the park. And lastly, show them what a cast member's name tag looks like and have them find a person with one of those on it. If they do get separated cast members, don't always wear the same um, attire in each park or in each land of the park. So if you can show them the name tag, um, all the name tags look very similar. If You can show them that name tag, they'll be able to recognize um, who they can go to to help. We often teach our children to go to a firefighter or a policeman or something like that. Those people aren't in the parks, but cast members are. So that name tag will definitely help them find somebody in case they do get separated. But just a few safety tips to keep in mind when you guys go.
1: That does happen frequently, so you know I don't know if it happened to you, Jody, or not, but you know parents and children do get separated. Um, Don't panic; they're usually not very far from each other by the time you realize it. Um, Yeah, and and literally, people are usually reunited within minutes. Um, You know, the cast members in the area, if a child appears to be walking on their own, cast members notice and see, and will go to them as well. You know, just again, you're all looking at the amazing atmosphere, or a character, or a show, or something as you're walking by, and it's easy to just take a few steps and go, "Where did everybody go?" So don't panic; it happens all the time. Uh, And just the kids know to look for something with a name tag. Um, People tend to get reunited really quick. It's just neat.
0: (laughs) I'm 38 years old, and every time I get lost, so
1: yeah. Has that happened with you and the kids yet, Jody? Have you been separated?
2: It has it. Um, now, my oldest is kind of like Stranger Danger clings to us. The young one may be a different story. He's kind of
1: <laughs> adventurous.
2: Yes. So, and I have heard, I've not done this, but I have heard that um, some people will write their phone number like on the child's back of the hand or arm and then put clear fingernail polish over it so it won't wash off easily. Um
1: I've seen Something things like, you know, um, you know, taking a luggage tag, um, that has your name and phone number and things in it, um, and attaching it to a belt loop on their pants or, oh, um, yeah. uh, one of the guests I talked to, one of the last trips we were down there, um, their son wasn't a little, little, he was, um, preteen, um, but he had, um, allergies and he had an EpiPen. And so they said they, um, I asked if I could take a picture of this and show our other agents, but Um, He had a backpack with him that had his EpiPen inside, and they took what looked like painter's tape, but he said it was like a gorilla tape. Um, It was two years old, and they had folded it in half over his backpack, one of the little zippers on there, and it said EpiPen inside in Sharpie, and they said that had been on there like two years, so that if anybody, if anything ever happened to him, um, you know, he wasn't able to speak and he had a seizure or anything like that, he was carrying his backpack that said EpiPen inside, and people knew, so... I thought that was an awesome idea. Um, if yeah. you have a way, you know, to put a tag sort of on your child yeah. um, that, that says some of that information, they can reach out to you right away. Um, is a really cool idea, too. A lot of ways you can do that. I've,
0: I've typically or found that typically when parents have children with allergies or special needs, they come up with the most creative stuff to make everyone aware of the situation without them being there um so I, I give major props to those parents because they they go out of their way to come up with the best ways to inform people of the situation um you don't have to like that parent doesn't have to be there like you said it can be written on a you know a, the backpack or a belt loop or you know just many different ways um so yeah those those parents need to train a lot of us other parents on you know how to keep our kids safe a lot of times and I, everyone always thinks that you know it's never going to happen to us you know we won't lose our kid or anything but it happens like you said alan and it happens more than we would like to admit um so you know as agents we need to help prepare our clients for you know tips for if something does happen um because like i said you know it's bound to happen to Somebody in that park, and it may not be your child that gets separated. It may be somebody else's. You might we we might be able to give a procedure that we've given to an uh, a client that helps that family or that child find whoever it is that's missing. So um, just the more awareness that we can bring, the 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 more comfortable I feel sending people into the parks. So I'm
1: always curious now about all the little um near field communication tags and things you can get for your, your keys and all those kinds of things. I'm like, you know, can you clip that on your kid where they can't necessarily (laughs) get it off? And you're like, you know, we're separated. Let me just pull out the phone. Okay. They're 45 feet in that direction. (laughs) I think that would be amazing, but you're not going to give every kid an iPhone or a, you know, an Apple watch. It's probably built into
0: their, it's probably built in their magic band. We just don't know it. So
1: yeah, probably, (laughs) probably. Well, and that's the thing too, is that even if you, um, if you're, if they have to scan your child's magic band, they can get more information from it. And not only does it tell them that you have a fast pass or a training reservation or something like that, they can pull reservation information from that if, if mm-hmm. security is available and things. So uh, even if your child doesn't necessarily know the name or anything like that, that they can link to getting some of that information to you. It's, it's amazing how quickly um, people get reunited at Disney. It's fun. Yeah. Don't panic, it happens. Yep. Well, guys, I think that uh, just about brings us to the end of our episode. Jody, thanks so much for joining us and bringing in uh, your insight on traveling with littles. We appreciate yeah,
2: it. Thanks you. for having me.
1: Hope you enjoyed it. Uh, mm-hmm. And to all of our guests, thanks for listening. We hope you guys uh, keep tuning in. We have some great new things coming up on our traveling With series. Uh, this is just kind of the second one of our episode, so our episode list. So uh, thanks for, for following us and keeping it in.
0: Yeah um jody again thank you for joining us um we hope to have you again um on a different episode but you guys can catch us next time as we continue our series traveling with tweens um we're gonna be talking about traveling with those kids that are kind of your middle school age not yet teenagers um with our mouse expert, Leslie, she's going to be joining us. And if you want more info on ears or our podcast, you can follow us at www.gearspodcast.com at Facebook at Gears Podcast on Instagram and Twitter at Gears underscore podcast. And Jody, every episode we end with a quote, and we just thought it would be fitting if you got to read the one for this episode.
2: Awesome. Be kind have courage, and always believe in a little magic.
0: Believe that is from Cinderella. Jody, again, right. we definitely appreciate you being on. Um, Absolutely. Thank you guys for listening. And we will guys catch you guys next time.
1: Thanks, everybody. Bye. See you next time.
0: Bye.